Welcome to another episode of What Do You Mean You've Never Streamed, a podcast that explores and analyzes prestigious or popular streaming series. I'm your host, Jonathan Cologne, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-hosts, Jennifer Branch. Hello, it's me, Jennifer. And Max Abelman. Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining me, <laughs> giggling co-hosts. I'm not doing anything. You're looking at me weird. <sighs> they can't see that on the recording, Jennifer. <laughs> the energy in this room is weird. Let's go. <laughs> we are here to talk about The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. Ooh. Quite a title. So powerful. Yes, yeah. which we have just finished watching, episode one, Shadows of the Past. Yes. Ooh. The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power is an American fantasy television series based on the novel The Lord of the Rings and its appendices by J.R.R. Tolkien, Ooh. developed by showrunners J.D. Payne and Patrick McKay for the streaming service Prime Video. The series is set in the second age of Middle-earth thousands of years before Tolkien's The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings. It is produced by Amazon Studios with the Tolkien Estate, the Tolkien Trust, HarperCollins, and New Line Cinema. Mm. Huh? And this series stars Cynthia Adai Robinson, Robert Arameo, Owen Arthur, Maxim Baldry, Ian Blackburn, Nazanin Bonlandi, Bo Cassidy, Kip Chapman, Morfid Clark, Ismail Cruz Cordova, Maxine Cunliffe, Charles Edwards, Will Fletcher, Tristan Grayville, Lenny Henry, Emma Horvath, and lots and lots of other people. <laughs> it's a I very mean, long a lot list. of people in this show. Those names almost sound like the character names in this yeah. show. Well, those are some hard names. <laughs> yes. Uh, so our plot follows several different groups of people. Yes. Um, hmm. Hopefully these are variant plots that eventually will meet up in the future. But we are following mostly throughout this episode Galadriel. Yeah. Ooh. It's a young Galadriel, a younger version of the character that Kate Blanchett played in the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit trilogies. Huh? And Galadriel, we get to watch her grow up from a little girl to a young woman, and she is a fierce warrior. Yes. Yes. She takes the mantle of her older brother who was killed in battle by the villain Sauron. Oh. Sauron. Yes, apparently Sauron's mentor, Morgoth, came and did a bunch of crap to the elves in their undying lands. And so they followed him to Middle-earth and have waged a war in Middle-earth for a thousand years. Which I didn't really get. He came and attacked them and then left and then they followed him. Why yeah. not just stay where you're at if he left? Well, because they wanted... They needed revenge. Revenge, okay. I okay. guess. Yeah, fair enough. They or they want wanted to... to make sure he couldn't attack them yeah. again. Okay. Probably wanted that to not happen again. Because uh, that was bad. I guess, yeah. Yeah. That seems bad. Well, you know, this, this whole life they lead seems terrible. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, you know, a lot of the Tolkien stories are allegories for World War One and uh, also World War Two. Uh, gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So take from that what you will. And mm. there is a lot of allegories in this episode, actually, to the period between World War One and World War Two, specifically in England. Gotcha. Okay. Anyway, so that makes sense. Galadriel's brother is killed by Sauron, so she is hunting Sauron across the world forever. It seems hundreds, like hundreds of years. Of years she, she chases yeah. him until centuries. Finally, she finds what they assume is the final stronghold, and everyone is gone. So her company is like, "No, we want to go home. We're done." Yeah, and she says, "No, no. This is just a waypoint on the journey to wherever they actually are. We need to follow this trail." To be fair, I would have quit centuries ago if I were these Probably. people. Probably. I don't really blame them. I wouldn't honestly. have really done it in the first place, but yeah. They yeah, were climbing an that. ice wall yes. 
look so cold. <laughs> yes, yes, so cold. I don't so, like so being that cold. No. So Galadriel, reluctantly, because they refuse to follow her, goes back to the elven kingdom. The king is like, great job, guys. We're going to send you back to the Undying Lands. In reality, what they want to do is just get Galadriel out of their hair because yeah. she is so firm in her belief that Sauron is still out there and that he's going to come back and cause trouble. Mm-hmm. And the king of the elves is of the mindset where, well, if we just don't peck at this, it's going to be fine. Yeah. They yes. feel like Galadriel, in her quest to find Sauron, is going to accelerate- Make things worse. His, his yeah. turn and, and make things worse. I mean, it's not unfounded. I get the king's point of view. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So she meets up in the Elven Kingdom with her buddy Elrond, who is another character that also appears in the Peter Jackson movies, yeah. played by Hugo, Hugo Weaving. Weaving. He's like, one of you must do this. Huh. So we get to meet a younger version of Elrond as well. We get to meet the Elf King, and we get to see the Elf Kingdom, which is beautiful. Yeah. So pretty. I love really cool. I love anytime you go and see the elves because their homes God, are always just elves. gorgeous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she gets sent back to the Undying Lands and just before they're about to pass through this pillar of clouds which opens and closes for them, she's like, nah, man. She jumps off the boat. Yeah. Takes which, her knife with her. Which from like what we saw of the map, this is like a distance as far as the Atlantic Ocean. It yeah. is thousands of miles. So mm. I, I don't know how good she is at swimming, but that's quite the swim. She is clearly very strong in her convictions. Yeah. She really yes. believes that the evil has not been defeated, that her task is not done. And it turns out that she's correct. Right. Because in our other plots that we follow throughout this story, we follow these Harfoot characters, which are similar to hobbits, but they're more like woodland creature-ish. And more yeah. Scottish-ish. And super Scottish, which yes. I enjoyed. Yeah, I thought that um, was great. But they got the big hairy feet. They got right. big ears. But they don't mm. have like the hobbit homes. They kind of just live no. in the woods. They remind well, me of like the well, Fairies yeah. from Fern Gully. They're kind of like that. Well, they remind me of the characters from Willow, actually. Oh, yeah, that too. And they kind of, mm-hmm. all of their homes are disguised. Yeah. Yes. I thought that was really cool. It was, it was really very cool. cool. How their entire town disappears at mm-hmm. night. It's yeah. like great. Yeah, so That's they awesome. are very much an isolated, probably even more so than the Hobbits. An yeah. isolated yeah. race. Because it didn't seem very many of them either. Like, no. it's a pretty small little, oh, yeah. you know, tiny community. Little, yeah. And they don't go, an- they go anywhere at all. Like, no. They don't even like... Like go on a walk outside of the city. They like no, no. don't go anywhere. And our main character in that plot line is Nori. Her name is Eleanor, but she goes by Nori. And wow. she is an adventurous young girl. Yes. And she's brave. She's very Disney princess. She's very Disney pr- <laughs> yeah. princess. She's, she's, she's very, very much brave. like she should sit she's on a like rock Belle and be like, and I want to be yeah, where the people she's are. She's like all <laughs> the Disney princesses. I really thought her parents were going to turn into bears at any moment. <laughs> I mean, they still might. They still might. <laughs> she hasn't left her little town yet, which yeah. you know she's yeah. Going to. She's going to end up on some kind of a quest. She's like our Bilbo Baggins or our Frodo Baggins yeah. in this story, clearly. Yeah, you could tell that right off the bat. But she's cool. She's cute. Mm. Yeah, she finds berries and she likes to play with the little kids and yeah. you know, she seems nice. Yeah, she yeah. protected the other kids that were with her and didn't let them get scared. She's good at crisis management. Yes. Oh yeah, you can yes, tell. she's good babysitter. So that's that's important. always nice. Yeah. Mm. And the big thing that happens with her story is that one of the town elders is watching the skies and says the skies are weird. 
And then at the end, there's this comet thing that flies across all five storylines that we're following, and it lands right outside their home. And she goes to investigate it, and there's some sort of a man? A naked man yeah. that reminds me Lying in the of, center of it? Yeah. If you've ever seen the cover of that John Lennon album where he's like laying and Yoko's laying, he was in that pose. That's yeah. what it reminded it's me of. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. It reminded me of when the Terminator arrives in Terminator. Yeah, that's With the time yeah. machine. <laughs> so who knows who this guy is, what his story is, but Why we're going to find Find out soon. Yeah. Another plot line we're following is an elf, Erondir, yeah, a sylvan go. elf with a forbidden love for the human healer, Bronwyn, which the name Bronwyn sounds familiar to me. I feel like I've heard that name. That's a regular name. I, I worked with a girl named Bronwyn. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's I was like, just a, I, I was it's like, like an I heard Irish, in, Welsh kind of name. Have I yeah, heard it's a regular in name. Lord of the Rings lore, but yeah, no. maybe it's just because that's her name. And he is part of a garrison that has been stationed outside this little town. And they're basically occupiers in this land because the people that lived there a thousand years ago supported Morgoth. Yes. So it's kind of like when the British, French, Russians, and Americans were occupying Berlin at the end of World War II. Uh, so they sort of are the police for the area. Yeah. The public doesn't really trust them. They don't want them to get involved in any of their problems. And there's some sort of a story going around town about animals that died from poisoned grass. Yes. And there's a really gross cow that yes. milks sludge. Yeah. And black sludge. This is all happening um, concurrently with Galadriel's story. And the whole thing about Galadriel having found what is thought to be Sauron's stronghold and that there was no one there has led the Elfin King to declare that the war is over. Yeah. So they're recalling all of the garrisons back to their home. So he's getting ready to leave. He goes to say goodbye to Bronwyn. And then this dude brings her a cow because she's a healer. Mm. And when they milk the cow, black stuff comes out. It's real gross. I feel it bad for this really cow. Gross. So this cow is suffering. They find out that this cow had wandered off into a town area that's east of there. So Which they say is a deer, day away, which seems a, like a long, that's a yeah. long walk for a cow to be grazing over there. But eh, maybe he lives on the outskirts of town. Cow's got to walk, know. I guess. Yeah. yeah. So Arendir Free and rain. Bronwyn go to the town because they're investigating why this cow got sick. Mm -hmm. which we would assume has something to do with the poison grass. When they get there, the whole town is burned to ash. Yes. And it's still on fire. Yes. And that's the end of that story, except for they do see the comet flying over him. They see the comet, yeah. too. We see the comet and all. So there's story. mystery there. And well, is I there guess another the one I'm forgetting? talking to... Elrond. Yeah, and then he gets like a mentor that's kind of... Celebron. Yeah. Who I think is the person who forges the Rings of Power. Okay. Because uh, I, I was going to say... Where do the rings come into play? Because I didn't see any rings in this. No, but I think over the course of this series, they will be we're going to see the forging of the rings of power. Ooh, that's going to be fun. Ooh. And El so Elrond is the herald for the king. He's not a big deal yet. Elrond is supposed to help Celebron in his new project, which uh -huh. we assume oh. is the rings of power. Yes. Did I get everything? I feel like I feel like that it. was everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There got to a point where I was like, oh my God, I hope There's we've so stopped introducing storylines yeah. to this episode. There's yeah. a lot going on in the very first episode that it was a little hard to follow, not yeah. gonna lie. But overall, I'm interested. I'm invested. So what do you think, Max? What's your first impressions? My first impressions, I really like it. I don't really like everything about it, but overall, I like the storylines and the characters and everything that's happening. I kind of wish there was less talking 
in metaphor just yeah. all the way around personally. We were into like the second or third scene where they're up in the icy tower or whatever and she's like wandering through searching for the sigil and I'm like is she on her third or fourth metaphor in this conversation? Like what's happening? It, right. it just makes it when you get that deep into metaphors it makes it very hard to follow the storyline. Well and it's a little hard to even I yeah. mean talk when they're just normally talking because the language they use yeah. and the syntax and stuff is already hard to understand yeah. and then you throw in like 50 metaphors in yeah. one sentence and, it's very confusing and it right. makes any of the metaphors less powerful if you're trying to use powerful metaphors all the time in every sentence yeah like, it just, just kind of washes yeah, over you don't, you you don't need everything to be a metaphor sometimes you can just go around and do stuff it's fine I mean the main thing I learned from this is that rocks sink and boats don't and yeah. the reason is because rocks look down and boats look up yeah it's based on eyesight alone yes <laughs> which um, as we know neither of these are animate objects oh that was so <laughs> silly and I, it was another metaphor yeah. it was, but it, it, i was hoping for something a little i don't know i that, yeah. that was the weak one for well, me yeah and that opening sequence the other thing that they did after that was the whisper the answer to how will i know yeah sometimes because yeah. she if says he really loves sometimes me, no <laughs> the, wa- the lights are reflected in the water and they are as bright as they are in the sky right. how will i know which is which yeah well, and then it was kind of like we were seeing some foreshadowing when she was a little girl when she makes that ship yeah. that the kids sink and then her ship is probably going to sink. And that's why yeah. she jumped off it. So, But anyways, he, he whispers the answer and I'm like, come on, there's no reason to like whisper that answer into her ear in this circumstance. There's nobody around. There's nobody around. <laughs> They're alone and it's not a secret. Right. They're literally just talking. Hey, here's a plot device for you. Here you go. That's for later. Yeah, I, I don't and like, I was like that Come trope. on. And I, I'm only now like finding it acceptable because they told us what it was at the end of this one episode. They didn't drag it out any longer. Yeah, I was right. going to say, I'm glad they did that. That's the only reason why it's okay with me. But when it happened, I was like, oh, come on. Right. Really? This? We're doing this? When you see a show and yeah. there's like two people in a room and they like write something on a piece of paper and slide it, you can just yeah. say the number. You can just like. <laughs> Like, say it like that. Right. that happened to me in a job interview once and really? i'm like we're just talking oh yeah oh, i won't tell the full story but it was a bad job interview and it was quite bizarre yeah, yeah i don't like that yeah mm-hmm. they it's saw a weird it, power move they saw someone do it on tv so they were like oh let's do that yeah they but, had to yeah, borrow that is... paper and a writing utensil from me because oh, i brought a notepad <laughs> oh that's a bad job interview uh, that was crazy they were not prepared there was other bad things that happened <laughs> i won't go into it all right let's keep going <laughs> anyway i want to say that i really like the actress that plays galadriel yeah yeah she's i think great. she's definitely a passable younger version of kate blanchett mm-hmm. and i like her voice i like that she has passion because galadriel by the time we see her in the hobbit and the lord of the rings is sort of an elder statesman type character so she speaks very she's barely like monotone. a person yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but it's nice to see her have energy and enthusiasm yeah. she reminds me a lot of eowyn from yes the I was thinking lord that of the too. rings mm-hmm. yeah she even looks a little she bit like Miranda like her, Otto yeah. as well. Yeah. But yeah, she's a very dynamic screen presence. I really 
enjoyed all of her scenes. She's ferocious. She kills that ice troll, oh my which God, was that super was cool. Badass. That was crazy. That was mm. so good. Like she chopped all those his men, jaw with her sword. She cut his face in half. Yes. Oh, <laughs> and then he was still alive, and then she stabbed him in the head to kill him. It mm. was great. Pretty cool. Yeah. That was a nice action sequence. I really appreciated that. Yeah. And the fact that all of the male elves, because she's the only female in this company of elf soldiers, couldn't do anything to this thing. And she comes in by herself and barely breaks a sweat. Yep. And yeah. she knows exactly just what slices to do. and dices him. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. awesome. I really enjoyed that. And I liked her scenes with Elrond. I found the stuff with the Harfoots, like we got a little bit more of that than we needed. Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. It's like we don't need 18 people to tell us that Nori wants to go on an adventure. It's obvious. Yeah. The reason we're seeing her at all is because yeah. she's well, going she to be a part to have of an the adventure. Same conversation with her mom and her dad and her friend or sister or whatever and the, she is. The older the guy. Yeah. The, yeah, we get it. Yeah, it was a little yeah. bit telegraphed, but she's interesting to watch. I like these yeah. characters. I really like their makeup, the look of them. Yeah. Because they have sort of like leaves and stuff yeah, like incorporated into their costuming and hair. <laughs> they copied Fern Gully from yeah. this. But I like that. Yeah, I, no, it's, it looks I cool. like that it's a different race that we haven't seen before. I like getting to see so much of the elves just by themselves. Yeah. Because yeah. most times in the Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit, whenever you see the elves, it's through someone else's eyes. Right. Either the hobbits or the humans. We don't ever get to see them like just by themselves. Right. Yeah. So you really get to peek inside their world and what their world is like when no one else is around, which I really enjoy. Mm -hmm. And it's something that we haven't really seen before. Yeah, that's a good point. And I like the romance between Arendir and Bronwyn. Yeah. Yeah. They They have good chemistry. Yeah. I like them. And And she's got a. Oh, we we didn't talk about her son. (gasps) Her son was the other thing we forgot. So her son, who seems like he's a bit of a rascal. Yeah. And this other dude, a younger guy who challenged Arendir in the pub when Arendir came in to get a report from mm-hmm. the pub keeper and he was trying to throw a punch at Aaron Dan. yeah he was weird. like even without his weapon this dude is eight I mean, inches taller than you and drunk, he's big you know, yeah. he's one of those people that gets rowdy drunk maybe maybe you know mm-hmm. gets bold that kid I did not catch his name but him and Bronwyn's son go to this barn where for some reason Bronwyn's son has discovered what looks like the top of Sauron's sword the hilt something yeah, the, like that the hilt it was the hilt of a sword and it had Sauron's thing and it was evil and it like glowed and turned red and you could hear the black speech coming from it Mm. right which how did this kid get it why has he been hiding it like right well well, a lot of someone else's barn that he said he just happened to find the loose board like step on it by accident so maybe it's been there for like a thousand years who knows Mm. yeah and as we know technology never really advances in middle earth so yeah everything just looks the same as it always right thousands (laughs) of years is like too much here so (laughs) when it comes to the advancement of technology there is the industrial age was something that tolkien was super against so he Mm. he likes his fake country to be (laughs) just like the old days yes yeah with wagons it's very well it's basically like the middle ages yeah probably it's middle earth but but yeah it's it's very medieval Yes. yes. But Kent's these days with their steam power and their... <laughs> their steampunk? Yeah, their steam power. And their, their telegraphs and their <laughs> phonographs. These yeah. assembly line processes. Anyway, any other thoughts so far? Mm. What are we thinking about um, this? Like I said, it's interesting. It's a little hard to follow. I, I mean, already agree. the language is, is a little confusing. Like you said, there's a lot of unnecessary metaphors. There's multiple storylines going on. I'm hoping, you know, it's just one of those things where they're just throwing a bunch at us, but it'll like slowly start to make sense. Yeah. And I probably 
probably should have watched the movies more recently than I have because it's been a while since I've watched the movies. So if there was something to get from that, I missed it. So, but I like it. I'm going to keep watching it. It's beautiful to look at. It is. Oh, yeah. It looks really good. Gorgeously. And of course, they're playing all the hits from New Zealand, which is Mm -hmm. the most gorgeous country on earth. It's absolutely spectacular. All of the different landscapes and terrains that they have there. It's just so beautiful. There was that one shot in the beginning with all the elves with the swords. It looked very CGI, like right at the beginning after the whole... When they like first start the war. When they first start the war and they have like the elves in the circle with the swords. There's that one shot that looked very CGI to me, all of the people in that. Yeah, and there was one kind of janky shot of the elf king Mm. when he was making his decree. He did not look real. Yeah. The background was so CGI that they clearly... Clearly had to like mm. fuzz him up a little bit. So yeah, it's not perfect, but it's very, it's very good. Yeah, and it's, I mean, and we got to keep in mind, it's a TV show, not a movie. So the fact that they're able to do this on a TV show is pretty impressive too. So yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah, and we're very excited to see more of it. We're gonna yeah, go watch the absolutely. second episode, and then we're gonna record another episode for that, and we're gonna follow this all the way to the end, which is going to be eight episodes, I believe. Oh, okay, cool. So it's mm. two episodes for the premiere week, and then it'll be one episode a week after that for seven more weeks. Six Ooh. more weeks. Where will we be in six weeks? Stay we tuned. will be in this room yeah. recording. <laughs> Clearly. We yeah. know this. Let's talk about the hair. Yes. yes. Talk to oh, us yeah. about the hair. Um, so I really like the Elf King's hair. He's got great hair. And Gladriel, yes. of course, has the beautiful angel hair. Mm. I really like hers. Bronwyn had a really cool like headband that was braided into her braid. Ooh. I really like that look. I think I'm going to try that. I and feel like I could do that. I just need like a long scarf. Right? And she had a very interesting costume. Yes. I don't know if you paid attention to this. It was like a spaghetti string in the front and a razor back in the back. Yeah. And yeah. We don't usually like see that much. something I would wear to the gym. Yeah. We don't mm. usually see that much skin on women in Middle mm-hmm. Earth. Yeah, it was a lot But then again, how many human women have we actually known? Really, just Eowyn? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Lord of the Rings, is that's the thing I'm liking about the show better than the movies, maybe, is because Lord of the Rings has a bajillion characters and three women. You know, (laughs) it's it's not very uh, feminist. And the women kind of had to change things to add the women in more than they were in the book. Yeah. And I mean, Mm. Eowyn like does some stuff. Arwen is pretty and she's kind of I guess she has a function. But for the most part, she's just kind of there to be uh, what's his face, his wife. She's the trophy. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, the, the women in Lord of the Rings don't get enough to do, I feel like. So I'm excited that this seems very girl power. We already got. Uh, Galadriel's doing a ton of stuff and then Bronwyn seems really cool and interesting and she's a single mom have we seen that in Lord of the Rings before I don't Mm. think so and not from a major um, character yeah and then um and then we got little Eleanor who's a little scampy Disney princess so I I think it's I think it's pretty cool like the main character well I mean I I don't know if Bronwyn's the main character in her storyline but it seems like the main characters in all the storylines are women I like that yeah or at least it's a 50-50 split right Mm -hmm. and I appreciate that we are supposed to be getting female dwarves for the first time. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. The thing is, and reading 
reading the list of characters that are main characters in this, there's quite a few that we have not met yet. Oh, boy. Oh. I knew that there probably would be, but I was hoping they would maybe slowly start to introduce things. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully. Obviously, ho- like I said, Lord of the Rings has a bajillion characters, too. So. Yeah. Hopefully, those characters will be added into the storylines that we're already following and not like we have get their four own. more plots yeah. in the second episode. We'll see. I mean, I sort of feel like that's maybe where we're headed, but yeah, it's a lot to keep track of. Maybe I should take notes. <laughs> I didn't take notes. For I tried oh. to. I just sort of I just uh, sort of didn't know what to take notes on. Well, I'm glad you explained a lot of it to us yeah. after because I got a lot even from just your plot description. I'm not going to lie. I'm not someone who's great with names in my real life when I meet a large number of people and it's like I'm meeting another large number of people and I can't catch all that. Well, that's why, you know, we always recommend closed caption on this Absolutely. Stuff. Um, yes. That really helps because it tells you who's talking, what their yeah. name is. Like even before they say their name in the show, the closed caption will tell you what their name is. Yeah, those that, Amazon, that's helpful to those me. Those Amazon Prime closed captions are good. <laughs> yes, they're very good. They're really yeah. good on their like closed caption and their pause game where they show you everybody who's in the scene. That's what they got going on. Yes, right. I, I appreciate that. Yeah, so that's helpful too. So if you're looking to watch it and you're like overwhelmed, that's something to yeah, think about. Keep so. in mind. Yeah. But yeah, I'm excited to continue watching this and see where it goes. I think of the three series that we've covered recently, probably because it's the one where I have the most relationship with the source material. Because mm-hmm. yeah, League of Their Own was based on a movie that I love, but it's only one movie. Sure. Yeah. Whereas like this is a bunch of stories. There's a lot of history. There's already and tons a lot of, of characters. Content. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see where they take this. The music is really good. The music is And really Howard good. Shore, who did the music for the movies, was one of the people oh, who's wow. scoring for the nice. show. Very cool. So very, it's very a very cool. nice auditory it. through line, even though yeah. Peter Jackson and those folks are not involved in the production of this yeah. show. Having the music be similar, I think, goes a long way to establishing the mood. It truly does. And yeah. the music, of course, in that's the reason why Howard Shore won an Academy Award. The music in the Lord of the Rings trilogy is essential. Yeah. Yes. And agreed. It's really great that they have all the themes for these characters. So I'm excited to hear what he does with this. And again, I just really like Galadriel. I think yeah. she's a badass. Yeah, mm. I'm so glad this is kind of her story because I feel like she's so underutilized in the Lord of the Rings movies. It's like yes. she's just there, you know, yeah. and you don't know anything about her. But this is really cool. We get a lot of backstory on her. So yeah. any final that. thoughts from anyone? I'm excited. Let's go watch the second one. The second episode. The second it's, one. it's nice to watch something that exists in the same universe as the movie. That yeah. <laughs> yes. You're Shout doing good, Amazon. Amazon. You, you, yeah, good, you good job. didn't screw this one up so far. So. Yeah, We're, but we've got our eye on you. You're on thin ice. <laughs> Very yes. thin ice. I was nervous <laughs> to watch this, but so far so good. You know, like I said, a little confusing, but I think we'll get there. I mean, the Lord of the Rings movies are confusing too. So, you know, you kind of have to absorb a lot, but yeah, so it'll be good. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to pass it off to you now, Jennifer, to say goodbye. Goodbye, and that's our show. On behalf of my co-host and myself, I want to thank our listeners for joining us each week and liking and subscribing and downloading and leaving five-star reviews. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can send us an email at what do you mean you've never seen at gmail.com or check the description of this episode for links to our social media. Please send us emails, DMs, tweets. I'm Jennifer. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Max. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. See you next time. This episode of What Do You Mean You've Never Seen was edited by Jonathan Cologne and Max Abelman. 
Our episodes and digital content are produced by Max Abelman. Your hosts are our writer, Jonathan Cologne, producer, Max Abelman, and head of social media and community outreach, Jennifer Branch. All artwork for our show is created by James Alexander with Pleasant View Designs. Check the links in the description below for more information on how to follow the show and subscribe to our Patreon. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll see you at the movies. Thank you.